You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 87, State of the DCU, again. And welcome to episode 87. I am Paul French, and today I am Burnt's boy. I was out, uh, I was out golfing today. Uh, I've, I've basically golfed twice in the last sort of five, six years. And um, as such, that means that it's that a day out on the, on the course is a long day out on the course. And uh, we were uh, sitting in, in heats of, for the benefit of our neighbors to the south, around, around 85. And uh, for for those of us here, it was like 34. Yeah, and uh, and sunny is all heck, and uh, so yes, a little bit burnt to a crisp, but it's all good. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm glad you're you're crispy. How's that? <laughs> uh, I, I am Darren Noel, and I am Project Pete because I have made a classic blunder. Uh oh. I bought I bought a loft and now I have what? Yes, too many projects going at the same time. So <laughs> I'm 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 pulling a halt to everything until I get one thing done at a time. So there. There ha. you go. There's there's my uh June <laughs> what did you call it? The the June resolution. We'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> so. Those June resolutions are tough to keep, you know. They are, they are. They're usually over by by fourth of July easy, so there you go. <laughs> That's good. It gives you something to shoot for. Yeah, a whole month. I figure that's yeah. fair. <laughs> and I am Scott Coles, and today I am just got out of the canoe, kid. <laughs> <laughs> just got out of the canoe, and boy, are my arms tired. And sunburned, as Paul said. It was 34 and blisteringly sunny. Even more so on the river where the water reflects the light back. Oh on. yeah. Do, do, do they not sell sunscreen in uh, in the frozen tundra up there? Come on. Well, in order to use sunscreen, Darren, you have to be sober enough to remember to use it. <laughs> oh, there is that. Yes. That's not how I roll. That's true. Or That's float, not how you roll. As the case may be. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so shut up, stupid. <laughs> Don't judge me. Yeah. Y'all are funny when y'all get all sunburned. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, they have it. And of course, if I was there, I would give you a hearty pat on the back. Uh, it's okay, my back's fine. It's just my arms. Cause my arms were out paddling, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they're constantly in the sun and just. So, so they don't my sell. My forearms are red, like Gem, <laughs> son of Saturn. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's, exactly. That's red. Wow. Yeah, very <laughs> oh, that's, that's, sure. that's nigh on to magenta. Holy crap. <laughs> Those, that's a sentence I've never, I've never thought I'd ever hear. Nigh unto magenta. That's, eh, you know. There you go. Hang out with me. That's how I roll. Yeah, that's right. Or <laughs> float if he's in a canoe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't, I don't do the water sports, babe. Sorry. <laughs> he he doesn't do the I water read. volleyball either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, so uh, so it has As been. As you may have noticed, uh, Matt Kramer is on a mission in deep space once more. So naturally, it's time for State of the DCU. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got to be on one of them. What? 
Yeah. How did that happen? I, back, I have back no in idea. Bad, bad scheduling. But <laughs> you fixed that, so it would never happen again. <laughs> it's it's just you know with Skype I can't selectively mute a, a microphone, so it's it's uh, it's tough. It's tough. So yeah, yeah. So so you know, we basically we talked uh, about we gave the state of the DCU sort of partway through uh, Blackest Night, and uh, we are now at the other end of uh, Blackest Night, so to speak. Wait a second, that, that came out all kinds of wrong. Uh, all kinds <laughs> of wrong. Or did it? <laughs> subtle commentary on your part. Oh, yes. <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> yeah. you no kidding right so so um yeah so we're gonna, gonna kind of go through the big families of books and um we'll probably hit most of them we uh we will hit mainly you know we're not gonna hit on the ones uh that we're not reading so much well except for one um but that's because somehow we just can't keep away well some of us can't um it's like picking at a scab <laughs> it's it really never gonna it's, heal. It, it, it's it, never gonna it, heal if you keep doing that. Right. Stop oh it. man! So yeah, we'll go through some of that stuff, some of those different titles, and uh, just sort of cover what's going on in the DC universe as a whole. And uh, um, you know, we've we've done a couple of a couple of weeks on uh, on Legion number one, and y- you know how we feel about it. So um, let's uh, let's go on and talk a little bit about the rest of the DCU because hey, some of it has an effect on the Legion as well. So indeed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you like that? Indeed. <laughs> it was very manly, Darren. Why, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Allow me to lower my voice yet another octave for you. There. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and one day, Simba, all of this will be yours. <laughs> okay, go on. Say this is CNN. Come on. This is CNN. Nice. Awesome. All right. <laughs> This is not James Earl Jones. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. So, um, so we'll, we'll start off, um, you know, as, as always, you kind of start off with the, with the big three. Um, so big shakeups over in the Superman books. And actually, there is something in, um, in that that, uh, that does directly impact the Legion. Oh, mm. do tell. I have, I have a little spoiler, and I just actually read it uh, <gasps> today. And um, Okay, so basically, here's what's been going on overall in, in, in the Superman books. Superman has been, of course, off on New Krypton, uh-huh. um, basically keeping an eye on Zod. Um, <laughs> and so over in, um, in action, you've had Nightwing and Flamebird, which, um, well, and this has been long revealed, so is uh, Thera Akvar... Yeah, Thera Akvar, who is um, the be- who was the best friend of uh, Supergirl when she was on uh, on Krypton, and um, Nightwing is um, Chris Kent or Drew Zod, however you want to look at it, or Lorzod. I can't remember now. Um, but anyway, he's the kid. He's the kid from uh, from La- the Last Sun storyline um, that, uh, that 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 came out in in Action Comics with uh, with Johns and Kubert. So, basically, um, that's been going on, and over in uh, Superman, you've had Monel. So, as we know, Monel has gone back to the zone. Bye bye. Um, but uh, and and here's a spoiler. So, those wanting to avoid the spoiler who have not read all of um, the uh, War of the Superman, there is a spoiler. All right. So, I'm gonna spoiler. do that. 
hurt. I'm going to do that now. So there will be about 10 <laughs> seconds that you'll just want to skip past. Um, at the end of, uh, of War of the Supermen, you have the, everyone sort of going their separate ways, and the Guardian is going away with the, the little girl, who is actually a clone of him as well. Um, long story. <laughs> but also uh, with uh, Billy Harper, who uh, was on the, um, uh, the science police. And it turned, and she was the one who had uh, got down down into it with Monel, and it turns out she's pregnant. Oh, <gasps> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. So there you go. There you go. Oh no. So so there's uh there there's a direct Legion impact because it was this whole thing about oh well you wanted to hang out with Monel more and she's like uh, and it's like you know done and done and she well maybe not. <laughs> so how come Monel had to go back in the Phantom Zone? Because um, that's where he belongs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but the the that reason was he, ghetto. What what is that? He <laughs> went in and he did the whole thing of the seeding of the um, <clears throat> where he seeded the uh, the planets and all that and put the, put the right. bottle cities on there. Um, but the the um, the lead poisoning serum was failing, and so they had to put him back in. Otherwise, he would die. And must have got the uh, cheap knockoff stuff from Targetus. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to Target and ask that. Do you have lead serum? Yeah, right. But you know, the thing, but, but the thing, the thing to remember about that storyline was the whole point was that things needed to be put in place because the time, the time stream was unraveling, and uh, so that was one of the pieces that needed to be put in place. So, um, so that's kind of what happened with Monel. Now he did, he did put in a little appearance um, in, uh, and and so. Uh, uh, but that that was from within the Phantom Zone, and um, so we got to see him. Now uh, this this basically this war that happened in uh, War of the Supermen was um, actually you know basically kind of undid everything. Uh, you had you, you had the whole thing was was Sam Lane, and you know they they've been setting this up in Secret Origin that uh, that basically Sam Lane hates the aliens. You know, he's all about uh, about stopping the aliens from uh, from polluting the world. You know, and hate, hate, uh, hate, hate, hate. exactly. So, so what happens is um, is at the beginning of um, of War of the Superman, he blows up New Krypton, uh, <gasps> kills uh, kills Supergirl. Like allegory. Oh, definitely. Oh, uh, they, they, yeah, they, seriously? No, <laughs> no. Arizona. <laughs> Oh, As did you, you hear about the Arizona stuff? We'll have to talk uh, about that later. <laughs> Poor That's Caleb. nothing to do with the DCU. But, Poor Caleb. But um, <laughs> Sam Lane's taking out the space Mexicans. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and um, there goes our listenership in Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Caleb. Um, he doesn't like us any, anymore anyway. <laughs> he likes us just with. fine. I don't know what you did. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that that's basically what 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 was going on here. Now, now the allegory, I I, I think, uh, probably ties a lot more to things like Guantanamo and that sort of thing. Um, oh. I, you know, it's. But but honestly, this this last issue was absolutely dripping in in sort of the uh, yeah we get it, <laughs> and um, so so that one's all that one's all done, um, and. Um, you know, big consequences, of course, because uh, you know, uh, for for Supergirl and Superman, reunited with uh, with people just like them, and now, um, you know, most of those most of those other Kryptonians are dead. Most of Elka them. Fui. 
most of them is an important distinction. Oh, hey. And um, so there were a bunch that, that uh, got thrown back into the zone. They were kind of uh, Zod soldiers and all that sort of thing. And uh, But there was also, there were also some that, that went into hiding. So leaves leaves them on the table for, for later use. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. We, we got Kryptonians and White Martians now living in... Uh... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> so, so that's what you got with uh, with Superman. Uh, of course, JMS takes over. Um, basically, we've got issue seven hundred coming up. I, I bet it's gonna kind of be like one of the the big sort of giant size books. Um, but they are gonna kind of have a, an opening up for uh, for the. Uh, the JMS uh, run, and uh, and he takes over the book proper with 701. Ooh. So that's what's going on with uh, with with Superman. Um, additionally, within the Superman family, um, we're going to see uh, Lex Luthor kind of taking a front seat um, in Action Comics for a little bit, and that's going to be written by Paul Cornell and drawn by Pete Woods. I love Paul Cornell. He's Seriously, awesome. Seriously, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, Lex Luthor with his uh, little orange uh, glowy ring is going to be uh, um, kind of a kind of a front frontline feature in that title for a little bit. So I think they that's going to be interesting. That? What's that? They let him keep that ring? I'm not sure ent- entirely. I'm, I'm, now, now I'm not sure. I thought they did. Because mm. wasn't he? doesn't he get to be one of the new guardians or whatever it is? Or maybe he's trying to recreate one? Now I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, oh, well. I'm sure some, some, <laughs> someone will be able to correct us right away on that. So I never got around to reading Blackest Night 8, so I don't really know what happened. So. Yeah. Oh, but you should. Come on now. Oh. Oh, maybe I should, but I haven't. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and... Over in Supergirl, we still get the uh, the team of uh, uh, oh yes, um, we still get the team of <laughs> thank you, Darren. Uh, the uh-huh. team, <laughs> the team of uh, of Sterling Gates and Jamal Igel bringing us the book, and um, and the one thing that that can be teased here is coming up. There's going to be a Bizarro. <gasps> no. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I saw yeah. the cover for that. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, and and speaking of the covers, the new cover artist on uh, Supergirl is going to be Amy Reader Hadley, or I guess it's just Amy Reader now. Ah, uh, love her. Yeah. Love her work. It's it's just it's Amy Reader now because she's 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 getting divorced. So well, no more Hadley. But there that's we go. Fine. There we go. Either way, the art is awesome, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her covers on on that book. Um, also, Superboy is getting his own series. Mm. Superboy. And this is going to be written by Jeff Lemire. Like, who better to write about the, uh, the superhero on, down on the farm? Canada represent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it is Pierre Gallo. Uh, Pierre Gallo who is going to be the artist, and uh, and so they're going to be getting started on that soon. And he's going to kind of pick up where uh, where Francis and, uh, and and Jeff Johns left off in Adventure Comics, and uh, so I, I'm I'm interested to see that. I, I think he's got a lo- he's got a lot of fun stuff planned. So um, is the artist from Quebec, Pierre Gallo. I'm not sure if he's if he's from Quebec or if he's from uh, if, or if he's actually from France. Yeah, uh, he asked me if he was from Quebec. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
anyway, so that's uh, that's what's going on with Superboy, and of course, crypto will be an important part of that. So, mm. yeah, crypto, Sold. crypto rocks. Come on, <laughs> you know, it's like hmm, Jeff, Jeff Lemire's writing it, and crypto's in it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna read that book. <laughs> um, and um, oh, and they they tried to hurt crypto. Zod tried to hurt crypto, and uh, oh, I hate Zod. Oh, I hate Zod. <laughs> That'll um, Anyway, um, so that's what's if going. If you hate Zod, <clears throat> just watch Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. You'll get over it real quick. Oh, so. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um, Before Zod takes on an entirely different bent, so that you. Can... <laughs> Emphasis on the word bent. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but um, bum. All right. Cheers. So. Um, Moving over to uh, to Gotham City and Batman. Batman. So first off, we've got the um, we had the interview a few weeks back with uh, Chris Sprouse discussing um, the. Uh, well, I mean, you know, he was mostly discussing his Legion stuff, to be fair. But uh, but basically, he did the first issue of the Return of Bruce Wayne, and the uh, second issue was uh, was Fraser Irving, and I, I quite enjoyed it actually, and. Um, I gotta say, I'm I'm digging that series. You know, Batman traveling through time. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, it's funny because I I had picked up one of the trades of the uh, DC's greatest imaginary stories, and they had one of the uh, one of the Batman ones, and it's got this stuff, you know, where it's like, what if in the future um, he married Batwoman? And no, that's not going to happen in current continuity. Wow. Um, but. <laughs> But it was for, a whole thing. Of, purposes, maybe. Yeah. But this was this came this came out in 1960, and the whole thing was that basically when he stopped being Batman, uh, Dick would of course become Batman, and Bruce's son would become Robin. Right. Interesting. Hmm? Um, anyway, so uh, that'll and, never happen, Paul. <laughs> it's crazy it's an talk. Imaginary story. <laughs> But uh, uh, you'll you'll dig that stuff uh, when when you're over next. Uh, grab it up because I you'll you'll yeah. love it. It's it's just fun, 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 fun. It'll be the first Batman I've read in quite a while. You you will enjoy it. Um, I, oh, I, and I'm talking about the imaginary stories one, but but you'll also enjoy the uh, Return but of Paul, Bruce Wayne. What? They're all imaginary <gasps> stories. Are they really? Are they really, Darren? <laughs> Um, they, have, they have the big telescope over at DC where they just look <laughs> exactly. the other dimension. Remember, remember it's the, the lighthouse sleep, and then they connect with the other parallel universe. And right. that's yeah, how they, exactly. Uh, I, I read my uh, my jail, my, uh, my my crisis on Earth Prime. I remember. Um, so uh, okay, so that's that's what's going on with Bruce Wayne uh, over in the Batman book proper. Um, We've had Tony Daniel doing this story where we learned who the Black Mask was, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't aware that it was supposed to be a big secret. And um, but there we go, we learned who he was, and it was Is a big reveal. Todd? What's that? Is it Jason Todd again? No, no, it was. Um, I'm just gonna put a big spoiler warning on the whole show. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler. It, 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 yeah, it was Jeremiah Arkham. Who? Exactly. Uh, one who one of the relatives of the Arkham family who built well, the no, asylum. No, he's he's the guy who who's been running the asylum. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, they, they were they were like you know revealed at last the secret identity of Black Mask, and I was just like, it's a secret, really? Like, I, I just never occurred to me that um, it would that, be a secret. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just like, yeah, he's Black Mask. He's a dude who <laughs> he's 
He's wearing a black mask. Yeah, that's mm. uh, it's more than Does just he a have to be anybody. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. That's just it. So I, I can't say I was I was too crazy about that story. Um, although there's been some oh, in the last couple of issues, there's been some good stuff with the Riddler. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm I'm not crazy about the uh, the um, what's his name uh, uh, the Tony Daniel. Um, it, it's it it feels very much like Battle for the Cal did. And and that's kind of you know that 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 it's of little consequence and 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 uh, and that really what they're doing is is filling filling time until Morrison. Uh, until Morrison comes back on and and that's what it feels like and I don't I don't think that's his fault I no. think that's kind of the lot no. he's been he's been stuck with um, and that's it, not necessarily a bad thing except for the fact that it seems like he's learning how to do it in like Batman you know in public yeah. 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 You know, it's kind of, yeah. Something great, but he's been stuck in the forefront and he's sort of going, oh, well, uh, here we're going to go this and uh, Oh God, I hope it works. Yeah. You know, know, kind of stuck in, into a flagship title with it. And, and, and I don't, I don't doubt that they were just like, basically, you know what? Don't screw anything up. You know, here's what, here's what you're allowed to do. No, you can't do that because Grant's going to do that. No, you can't do this because Grant's going to do that. I I think his hands are really tied by a lot of it. Um, To to be fair, his, his art looks, looks, uh, looks better than it has before. And I, and I do think that um, he does a good job of, of like, at least his writing is focusing on his strengths as an artist. And and I don't think that that uh, his work with with Morrison writing necessarily spoke to his strengths as, as an artist because he's you know it's just more literal as yeah. opposed to the abstract that uh, like like you know look at the J H Williams issues of of Batman with uh, that Morrison wrote where it's like yeah that's that's beautiful beautiful stuff uh, when he did like the um, the whole parlor mystery uh, a while back and and it it just it takes on a whole different look. So, um, of course, Batman uh, reaches uh, 700 with the next issue, and uh, we will be seeing Grant Morrison return to the title. And, uh, and so let, let, let craziness begin. And I guess that, that's going <laughs> to be all will. sort of... I guess that's going to probably be all sort of timed in with, uh, with Bruce coming back. And um, I, we can assume that uh, Bruce is going to assume the mantle, or is he going to go all Steve Rogers on it and say, no, you do it for a while. I'm going to be Bruce Wayne agent of shield um oh, oh, around wait. Europe <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me a backpack and <laughs> yeah. chilling out get some patchouli and uh, um ugh. all right um over patchouli in Det- is not deodorant okay all anyway. right over in detective comics the uh, the batwoman uh, feature has has ended um, and it is uh, so now. Right now, we're getting uh, Deanie and uh, Dustin Wynn uh, doing some Batman features up front, and we have um, uh, Manhunt- Manhunter is the backup, and um, that's kind of what's going on there. I I, I don't know where that one's going to end up. I I, I, have, I don't have a feel for sort of what they what they plan on on keeping keeping going in Detective uh, because Batwoman's getting her own book. And um, and uh, and J H Williams is going to be co-writing it and and doing the art, and I think we're going to get Amy Reader over there as well. I'm I, I'm not sure. It's, for some reason, that sticks with me. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's. I think they're doing like alternating arcs or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Just do the to... first one and she'll do the next one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's what's going to be going on. So he'll, you know, he'll still have his hand in there, sort of with the with the design. But I'm looking forward to seeing her interpretation of those characters. Uh, that should be fun. Yeah, it should be very fun. Yeah, um, and of course, uh, I, 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 what I don't know is, you know, like Batman and Robin. Is that going to continue after all? Uh, after all the dust settles in the uh, Batman universe, you know, with Morrison going on to the the main Batman book, is, is it necessary anymore? Um, remains to be seen, I guess. Um, it's it's been a fun ride, you know. There's been some, some great artists on it between having you know Quietly, and then uh, um, you know we had Cam Stewart on a recent arc. And uh, it's it, you know it's it's been a pretty solid book, and um, but I just wonder if 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 you know is is it really necessary to have the extra title? Maybe they'll think especially, so. Especially when you've got nothing going on for Detective right now. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and and I was mistaken. It's not Manhunter as the backup. It is the question. Um, uh, well, that so makes more sense. It, it makes a lot more sense. Yes, um, she, uh, the Manhunter, is the backup in Streets of Gotham. You know, another title that kind of gets to a. Do we need all this? Um, you know, it, it, they did. They did a lot coming out of Battle for the Cow. They did a huge line expansion on Batman. Uh-huh. You know, and adding Gotham City Sirens, adding Streets of Gotham, adding um, Batman and Robin, and and all that kind of stuff. And and it comes down to the, um, oh, and Batgirl as well. And um, which I gotta say has been surprising me. I've been really enjoying that book. Um, yeah. yeah, it's actually quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mainly, you know, hey, you 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 know, it's a Batgirl book where uh, where you've got um, you've got you've got Stephanie as as Batgirl, but uh, but guess who her uh, guess who's controlling things from from back at the cave? It's Oracle, and uh, and I, I kind of dig that. I kind of like the idea of a of a Batgirl book where where Barbara Gordon is a major character again. Cool. That's kind of neat. And um, so she's basically, you know, and she's basically, uh, you know, in her Bluetooth headset all the time, sort of helping her out with stuff. And um, and it, it, they make a neat team. It's It's you been a lot of fun. That, that was a book, you know, I picked up the first issue thinking, uh, um, you know, I'm just kind of wondering who they were going to put it, they were going to put in it. And, uh, and because that was, you know, we had that whole Oracle of the Cure thing, and so I had pre-ordered the book, and then when it came, it's like, oh, it's not her, it's Stephanie, and I, I got no, it's no stake to Stephanie, but it was, it, it, it was interesting enough. The art was good enough, um, and I thought, okay, well, maybe this is worth checking out, and it, it's, it's really gotten better and better. Um, and of kind course, of a, kind of a Batman Beyond riff. Very much, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, that's a great comparison. That, that yeah. very much so, yeah, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's Red Robin, which is uh, uh, Tim Drake in the old uh, uh, Jason Todd costume, and um, coming around Europe. <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. Wearing, wearing patchouli, and uh, <laughs> he's he, he's stopping back. in Amsterdam often, I believe. <laughs> he's so. he's back in Gotham now, but um, oh. so they wrapped up the the first major arc, and now uh, Fabian Nicieza is going to be taking over the title as writer, and. Um, yeah, uh, it's I, I you know it, it the the thing that's kind of weird about it is it seems to have gone back and forth with the uh, hey he looks like he's uh, you know thirty years old now he looks like he's twelve and and uh, and so you know there hasn't there hasn't been a lot of consistency there but they've uh, Lucius Fox's daughter has has become uh, a, a big supporting character and oh. um, 
of course, he was dealing. A, it was dealing a lot with the League of Assassins and Rachel Ghoul, which you know for me is always like, wow, I can't wait until they're done with this. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, the League of Assassins again. How how unusual. Um, uh, but uh, but but it, the thing is, the storytelling has been really good, and the character work with with Tim has been much better than than what I what I was seeing in uh, in Robin one year later. Right, because because we had you know all the things that Tim Drake had been through over those over the last few years, and he didn't really seem that that different. You know, he always still seemed like, hey, you know, he's the he's the the, the perfect kid who's got it all together kind of thing. Whereas with in Red Robin, it's like they showed him as he's damaged, you know, and um, you know he's been through a lot of a lot of nasty stuff, and um, you know like you know his 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 dad being killed by uh, by captain boomerang back in uh in identity crisis and he's been through some stuff mm-hmm. so um so i like that it that that it's reflecting that but uh, but i also like that that what he's doing is he's he's trying to do something about it yeah like he's you know he's basically you know and this has been where they've been building a lot of the planning a lot of the seeds for uh finding out that bruce is trapped back in time because basically what we learn is that he's been leaving clues all over the place yeah um, so that everyone would know to go back and find him well of course he would he's batman for crying out loud well, yeah exactly so he probably etched a message on like a dinosaur rib or something like that, and set him <laughs> seriously. Oh, oh, this case this, of emergency. This is where I'm going to build the bat cave. There was this whole thing. Just... There was this whole thing where he had basically, um, and I think this was in in the Batman and Robin book, where where when you looked at an, an aerial photograph of um, of Wayne Manor, it turns out that way back when when it was designed, you had the stylized W, so it looks kind of like you know the W for Wayne. But then when you look at it a bit further back, it, it's it's a bat symbol, and uh, and they're like you know is there any doubt that he's in the past? And uh, so what what what's been happening is of course you know he's he's back in the past somewhere, and everybody shows up just after he left, and. Um, and we're going to get a Time Masters uh, miniseries coming out of it, which basically details uh, Rip Hunter, Booster Gold, Superman, and Green Lantern uh, going th- traveling through time looking for him. And cool. uh, so sort of from their side of things. Oh, yeah, like a, a Rip Hunter That's book. That's something I can Hello. get around, man. I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that those two books together are going to be a really fun read because you're going to kind of get the story from both sides of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like how did they end up in, uh, how, how did they end up tracking him back to, uh, to the cave time? And uh, and that sort of thing. GPS. So, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. GPS. It's like uh, they use just the find my iPhone function, and oh, there he is. Yeah. Um, okay. So what's going on over in Wonder Woman, Darren? Well, uh, we're getting ready for Gale's um, run to be over soon, um, mm-hmm. which which is sad for me. I, I've liked her Wonder Woman. I I've loved the fact that she has kept the book um rolling and has addressed um some of uh the issues that fanboys have with wonder woman is mm-hmm. she needs better villains well we have a new one <laughs> mm-hmm. and um this um so far it's it's going to be a three-parter where uh, the villain is called i believe a starte she is apparently uh an amazon that um volunteered to go off at, with these uh alien invaders all of whom are women Mm-hmm. who um, show up, plunder uh, a world for its riches, and then kill everyone who's on it. Sounds like, sounds happy, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> she, she refers to herself as um, sister to Hippolyta. 
So that's interesting. And so Wonder Woman offers herself up to spare the Earth. And of course they take her and well, um, then they make her, uh, the, the cliffhanger was, well, you get to face our daughter, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who is the daughter of Astarte, who looks an awful lot like a blonde-haired, dreadlocked Diana. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. Um, <laughs> but but my favorite part of this one was um, Achilles, who uh, Gail introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he rides a two-tusked, three-eyed elephant. Damn. That's just a great visual on a page. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 pretty darn impressive. And Achilles kicks some butt and destroys some good stuff. And Eddie Candy is back in this one. And mm-hmm. the, the supporting cast is still set. And I hope that... Uh, JMS uses them? Yeah, I, I hope JMS does not forget all this work that Gail has done to really beef up her supporting cast and her mm-hmm. villains a mm-hmm. little bit more. Which is always the concern, especially when you hear the solicits of them going back to, well, we're going to destroy Paradise Island. Again. In all new direction. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. okay. all new old I, direction that sounds suspiciously hey, like the take, last one. Take a drink whenever we say a whole bold new direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed Diana under Gale, and um, I, I will miss her on this book. But I've got, I've got to say that um, I, I'm not going to turn a blind eye to JM's run, I'm going to read it and see mm-hmm. what comes of it and give it a fair shake. Oh, yeah. And um, hopefully, um, Diana fans will be rewarded with that. Yeah. Yay. Well, you know, I, I guess with a lot, with a lot of the stuff that we've covered over the last bit, little these just sort of the first of the Trinity titles, it really does feel like they've been in a holding pattern for a while. Yeah. Um, and they were waiting to do sort of big launches with issue 700 or 600 in in Diana's case and um and and so if, but it's it's good to hear that that the Gail's just doing like a, a kick-ass story to finish things up as opposed to being stuck in a holding pattern uh it, has it still been Aaron Lepresti doing the art um it's been it's been a bunch of people and this last yeah. one um that I picked up was 43 it's got Simone Scott Dagnino Hazelwood and Bit on the oh. cover oh so it's Nicola Scott's been doing some of the art yeah oh mm-hmm. well, that's a, that's always a good thing so um, yeah, Nicholas Scott could. Yeah, yeah, well, and uh, that makes sense because uh, because Calafiori has been over on Secret Six. So, um, and, and this is just a great, you know, I, if I know people have been like, well, Wonder Woman's kind of not my cup of tea. Pick up Gail's run in trades, people, you mm-hmm. will be rewarded. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Cool. Yeah, she's really done a good job of building into the mythology of it. Mm-hmm. The. Um, but yeah, like I say, with this with the holding pattern, it seems that you know as we finished out with uh, with with brightest day and everything, it seems like we're kind of having a soft launch to these to these key books, the, right? The big numbers, yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is that the um, you know when you think back to uh, uh, after Infinite Crisis and and going into uh, into one year later, is that you know that was where they made all their big creative team moves, and so it was like you know we we did all they started everything off with a splash. Uh, with the new creative teams, and um, and this has been a little bit of a slower start to it, and uh, so you know maybe maybe the idea is to uh, to kind of spread out those 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 big issues a little bit better. Huh. So speaking of of um, new creative teams, Justice League. Ah mm-hmm. uh, yes, Justice <laughs> League. Uh, James Robinson. Or Justice League. <laughs> 
Will it ever win? James Robinson <laughs> and Mark Bagley. And the only thing I can think of is that basically they're getting the same kind of stuff that um, Robinson that, got. Uh, Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne McDuffie. Sorry. Yeah. I can only imagine I don't know why that I because I'm confused. I have no idea. <laughs> well, because they're going through the same thing, right? Um, <clears throat> so that book should you know with with that creative team it should be great and it's mediocre at best now part of it is that it's basically the new teen titans team and and that just still doesn't make a lot of sense to me um you know so it's it's i can i can handle it being dick as batman but you know do we do we need uh, donna in there and cyborg and and it, it's... it, it becomes teen titans you know mm-hmm yeah, deluxe or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, so so the, the the stories that they've been doing, like the stories that they've had with with them, have been just not what you you, you expect, like a big deal out of that creative team, and and it really hasn't been. And so I wonder, if part of it is just hands being tied while they waited for the pieces to be put back into play. You know, the, waiting for the the you know for the real Batman, for for Superman, for Wonder Woman to be back in play so that they can use them. Um, well, JL has had this problem in the last bunch of years that they seem to think that it has to be directly involved in every little crossover that happens. Exactly. You're, you're absolutely right. If you're using your big crossover events to sort of, uh, you know, move, move plot along and move move things along, you don't really need the JLA to do that anymore. Then. Exactly. So the JLA should just be able to have their little stories and and. You know, if they can mention what's going on, this is something that happened in between when they did that and that. You know, like yeah, they used to do that yeah, all the they, time. They should right? show up in the main event book. It shouldn't really bleed over. Now I understand. You know, Blackest yeah, Night, everything was crossing over. That well, that was fine. That's a different but, thing entirely. But it's when they when they have to cross over with the Superman's tangent, the tangent universe storyline. Like and what? See, and here's the issue I have with with the tangents and the milestones and the red circle characters, if we're integrating them into the DCU, where were they in Blackest Night? Mm-hmm. They were nowhere to be found. And I'm well, like... integration and integration. Yeah, the, exactly. The, and and so, I think that, that really speaks to the biggest point is that it's kind of half-assed. I, I don't know if it's half-assed or not, but I, I'm like, e- either integrate them or don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm in 1964. Six Alabama, all of a sudden. Hey, but yeah. uh, you know, it's like what, and I don't mean that because of the milestone characters. No. Not, all of them were not. In, I didn't see one of them in Blackest Night in in the main book. Now no. there might have been a tie-in with them, and I'm not aware of it. But well, in static, the main group, you know, static, static would have been with the um, the Titans, right? Yeah, but that's he, it. Was he in that? I I don't I think I don't remember seeing him in the Titans crossover not in not in the, that many but he might have been in the issue of titans that crossed over but i didn't i didn't buy it so i, can't I, really I didn't say. buy that either yeah. so maybe static's the one that made it through but you know where was where was icon the big the big guy yeah. well, you know where, see, where, if where? uh if they just kept it like it was in 84 they would just be on another earth and we wouldn't have to worry about mm-hmm. so yeah. they're over on earth m you know earth milestone yeah. earth milestone yeah. have a nice day yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think that argument's coming coming uh, to a head soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm so hoping to get the infinite verse back. Can I tell you? <laughs> oh, seriously. So yeah, we'll, get them we'll back for real. Later. That's just one of my pet peeves with JLA and and. Yeah. So they, they've got an interesting story with some um, 
um, some young, uh, young uh, people from Apocalypse uh, popping up in uh, in there, and that that's kind of interesting. But it's it's coming out to us really slowly, so uh, you know, and that that seems to be the part that's actually really interesting about what's going on in JLA, and they 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 seem to be doling it out very very slowly. Um, so that's the kind of the main JLA title. Also in the JLA family is uh, is a current mini that's kind of running in the opposite weeks from Brightest Day, and that's uh, Justice League uh, Gen- Generation Lost. And that is basically uh, dealing with um, Captain Atom, uh, Booster Gold, um, Fire and Ice. So essentially we're talking old, old JLI members who are the only people who remember Max Lord. And why is that exactly? Well, the, um, and you saw, you, you know, it's basically he's got the push, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and like it was taken straight from, uh, what is it, uh, Stephen King's Firestarter. Firestarter, you know, the oh. uh, um, where he um, yeah, yeah, he would yeah. get the, the nosebleeds and everything. So yeah. so he basically does this whole thing, you know, this whole thing that uh, that basically makes the rest of the world forget that he, that he existed. So um, so they're trying to. So they're the Very only handy. ones. Very they're handy. the only ones. So these guys are the only ones that know he was a bad guy, and uh, they're going out after him. And uh, and everyone. And so you know, it's like everyone in the world forgets that Wonder Woman broke his neck. Isn't that convenient? Um, yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. Right. That's a, that's an interesting side effect to it. But also, it's like you know, um, he didn't kill Ted. Uh, Ted killed himself. Um, and so. It's it, it's kind of like uh, so now it's it's making you know these it's making like Booster and Captain Adam look like they're crazy like what are you talking about this Max Lord thing, so that, there's just been two issues of that and it's it's been interesting it's uh, Winnick and Giffen, um, writing it and the artist uh, it's it's a couple of different artists and and it's escaping me I should I should know that but I don't, so, there we have it. Um, but it's okay. But it's been it's you know the 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 art's been good and it's been some Tony Harris covers so they've been kind of neat and uh, so that's what's going on over there. Titans. Tiny Titans is awesome. They... <laughs> Where, where's the where's the crickets? <laughs> Seriously, um, of course we had a, a special a couple of weeks ago with the um, uh, the main Titans book or not the main well. Which one is the main book, right? You got Titans and you had Teen JLA. Titans. JLA. Oh. <laughs> JLA is the Yeah, main seriously. Titans. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Just boy. Um, so over in Titans, it is Deathstroke and his merry band of mercenaries. Mm. And um, I didn't read the special because I'm just not feeling the whole, uh, you know, I, I got burned when I bought that Titans West special a yeah, couple of years seriously. back. And it was like, wow, that's it. Um, but in this one, apparently... Um, Ryan Choi got uh, got killed. Yeah, and you know, it, and everyone's like, "Oh, they did that so they could bring Ray Palmer back." And it's like, well, you know, why the t- the Ray was already back? What the, the two f- don't need to be mutually exclusive. No. Uh, what I was hoping for was was Ray Palmer with his lab assistant Ryan Choi. I mean, how cool yeah. would that be? Because because like the whole Tag thing was the, seriously, it would have been cool. If anyway. you get Mexican wrestling masks, that'd be sweet. <laughs> So, um, and but Ray will be getting. Um, there's going to be one special coming out, and then he's going to be getting uh, backup stories in Adventure Comics, and those are going to be written by Jeff Lemire. Yay! So um, he's going to be doing that, and uh, the, the artist again escapes me. 
Uh, but Jeff Lemire is writing it, so it's going to be awesome. Oh, Ma- Ma- uh, it's, it, yeah, I know who it is. It's Mahmoud Azrar. Oh, um, who, who was doing Dynamo 5. Yeah. Or not, no. Ilderay did, no, Ilderay did Noble, Noble Causes. And yeah, and Mahmoud was doing, uh, was, was doing Dynamo 5. So, so that's awesome. I mean, that's, uh, you know, a, a, another great artist doing, uh, doing something that's going to be kind of cool. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we're getting there, Scott. I promise we're getting there. Um, <laughs> We have to get to the book that Scott reads. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so, worry about me. I'm fine. Uh, Green Lantern. Um, I'm going to a Kramer on you here, but uh, you just give me a show. Oh, you guys. Um, <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> not about him. <laughs> All right, so uh, Green Lantern, um, some stuff happened in that book recently. Um, so we're kind of deal- still dealing with a lot of the fallout from uh, from Blackest Night. Um, there's a White Lantern s- sitting out there, and um, and and they're kind of using it as a, as kind of an, they're doing like a sort of an, an Excalibur riff on it. Not sort of an Excalibur riff. <laughs> no, you're right. Not not even sort of at all. Um, so that's what's going on over there. Um, apparently, Guy Gardner all pissed off with Hal again. Um, it, kind of came out of nowhere and uh but he's getting his own book um and uh and over in the core uh tony bedard is taking over which is a good sign because you know just the idea that that means there'll be maybe a bit more integration with uh the dc cosmic universe and that maybe uh will help rebels stick around for a little bit longer because uh because they're awesome yeah, and and because you know maybe this will give him an opportunity to take a, a top selling book that that he's writing and talk about his lesser selling book a little bit because it would all tie in nicely, and there's good mm-hmm. synergy there, and uh, maybe that will help uh, Rebels stick around because God I hope so because Rebels has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we well, basic- did, didn't Starfire recently go over to Rebels? Yes, she did, and okay. um, yeah. it, and back. and so basically, what what he's going to be doing over the next little bit is trying to rebuild Legion. Oh, and, sweet! Uh, so uh, so that's what that's going to be all about, and uh, and he's got quite a team. He's got Captain Comet, he's got Adam Strange, and uh, Starfire, and uh, as well as his own merry band of of pranksters. So <laughs> so I, I'm yes. loving I'm loving what he's Near doing with that wells. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So that book uh, continues to be to be awesome, and um, and so I hope that it gets a, a better shake now that it's uh, got that sort of tie in to uh, Green Lantern Corps, um, you know, because it, it it just makes sense for them to kind of run into each other more often. Mm-hmm. True. And the um, cosmic DC stuff needs needs some building anyway, so it really That's does, good. and it and it needs it needs to have you know like I like this idea that it's you know this means that it's basically Johns and Bedard working on that stuff, which is a good sign because it it just means that there there, there can be some consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Johns and running, um, is <laughs> although I said the running thing like like five minutes ago, so it's no longer a segue, um, but uh, but uh, the Flash. Uh, two issues in, and I'm I'm loving it. Are you? Oh yeah. There's like fast stuff and Francis Manipal art, and well, that's true. It is Francis. So. And and, uh, and and rogues and and unrogues and oh. <laughs> um, and and we know that we're building to something called Flashpoint. And there was another book recently that mentioned Flashpoint. What was oh. that? 
that that would be legion number one exactly Paul. exactly so big things so why don't you do a legion podcast that'd be pretty cool <laughs> it'd be awesome and um so I'm, I'm really enjoying the art i'm, I'm also enjoying the fact that they're building a, a supporting cast I think one of the problems that, that, that Flash has really suffered with as a book, no matter who's under the, under the cowl or in recent years, has been the fact that nobody ever takes the mask off. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a feel for them as a character. We have a feel for them as a uniform. And, um, and that's always been a thing that, 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 that you know, DC has done. But, uh, but the thing is, the reason, um, you know, Wade's Flash and, and John's Flash worked so well was because they really got into the character. And, uh, and, they, and they made you interested in Wally as a character. And uh, so I think that's what he's trying to do here is, is sort of build up a supporting cast again. And, um, and Bring back and, Chunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chunk. And, um, and Connie, of course. Um, Ooh. Right, right, because she didn't she Flash's old girlfriend left with Chunk. Oh, I don't know. That's what I see. I, I don't remember. I the yeah. only Flash's ex girlfriend I know is uh, Miss Kane. Oh no, there was another one. There was I think it was Connie, and that was she was before Linda. Wouldn't it be interesting if Francis Kane was related to Batwoman? Hmm. <laughs> Just a thought. Well, Francis Kane, uh, when she returned, it was like, wow, this is almost completely unlike the character we read about in uh, in, in Wolfman's Titans. Um, and yes, but they explain that. Uh, yeah, sort of. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So, um, so yeah, no. The Flash has been interesting, and um, you know they've got a whole thing. There's going to be all kinds of time travel going on. Um, uh, we're dealing with uh, with a, a bunch of of sort of a, I guess reverse rogues, which makes sense, right? You got re- you got a reverse flash in the twenty fifth century, wouldn't you? Naturally, have reverse rogues. Oh, that'd be sweet. And so they've been tra- they've traveled back in time, and uh, and one of their one of their number has turned up dead. And uh, and guess whose DNA is all over the crime scene? Uh, a flash. Barry Allen. Ooh. Yes. Wow. So uh, so he finished the second issue being uh, being arrested. For murder. That, and we remember the last time that happened. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. We, we so. remember the last time that happened. There was a trial, and then, well. <laughs> so, <laughs> just saying. Just saying, people. <laughs> yeah. So so that's been been really good, and uh, and I, I, I just love Francis's art on that. It's just, it, it's a really bright touch, and uh, and it's nice to see. It, like, it, it's a fun book, and that's, I think, my favorite part of it. So, uh, Doom Patrol. I know about the Doom Patrol. Yeah. I read the it's Doom Patrol. It's your turn. Your turn to your, yak him up the Patrol then, baby. Wake up, it, Kramer. <laughs> if, if at all you have been a fan of the Doom Patrol in the past, you will be pleased by what Keith Giffen is doing right now in the Doom Patrol. He's, he's taking a very much a, a, a Jeff Johnsian approach by saying that everything that we have ever read in any iteration, in any iteration of uh, Doom Patrol more, more than likely has happened with the possible exception of that brief period of time when they went straight vertigo, when uh, just after Morrison, but before it got relaunched. Oh, Rachel Pollock. Rachel Pollock. Yeah, here. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much of that fits in, because that gets a little crazy weird, and I don't know. I love that then you're saying that's when it gets crazy weird. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Gifford is, he's, he's, he's really firing on all cylinders right now. He's 
bringing you lots and lots of stuff to read. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's been it's been a top of the pile book for me too. It's been really I great. Think since they, I mean, I like the Metal Men backup, but since it's been gone, so much better. It's just been a, it's been a it's been a really good book. Yeah, no, I agree. And Crazy Jane is back. Yeah. Yes. And, and Danny's back. Danny the Danny's Brick. Back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I laughed. <laughs> it's like really now. <laughs> yeah. Especially and, and, where that brick gets to go, my lord! No one's been there before. Wow, <laughs> there, that'll that'll get y'all to read the book. <laughs> there you go, there you go, and yeah, and the bug. Mm-hmm. So there's some interesting uh, things going on that have not been fully explained yet, like how Rita is alive, for one thing. Yeah. If indeed we take take as writ that most of the things that have been happening have happened, so yeah. Well, I don't know. He, he's trying to fit it all together, and he's sort of dropping hints and dropping hints and dropping. it's kind of like lost it just sort of gives you little bits and pieces and you just sort of have to wait and see yeah. what happens with them yeah yeah but i but think he's, he's also introducing lots of new things i mean he's pretty famous for, for having said you know you shouldn't play in the toy box if you don't add any toys yeah and and that's that's the the part that's really been interesting about it is that he he is you know he is saying yeah all the stuff that happened in the past happened but it's not that regressive storytelling that we were talking about earlier you know he's actually uh building building upon that that rich history yeah and and so first first he says yes that entire rich history happened so uh, you know every bit of it so if you you know if you if you like that flavor of doom patrol guess what counts you got it yeah, and and then and then what he's doing is he's building upon that as as we go, and uh, and uh, that's what I really like about it is he's saying yeah, you, like like that negative man issue was incredible. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, you know, just sort of explaining what's going on with him, and um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I you know, so I'm interested when he gets to spotlight Rita. Um, so you know, that's where I think we'll get a little bit of that. Um, yeah, you know, for me the first two two issues were 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 pretty good uh but but they, they didn't really grab me it was that third issue with the mento story where it was where it made me sit up and just say wow this is great yeah and and it's been getting better and better since then so uh yeah people should definitely give it a shake because uh it's a fun book mm-hmm. and i i think it's one of the books um before legion came out <laughs> um that was true as to you know the characters right now yeah. so yeah. you mm-hmm. know we're getting some really good pieces in there. It's fun. Yeah. Pick it up. Exactly. Um, next uh, next book, and these kind of seem a bit like a tandem, but uh, but maybe not uh, uh, maybe not just yet. Uh, Birds of Prey, first of all. Ah. Oh. That first issue was just a just a blast. First issue was like cake and ice cream in a in a tub of you know non guilt. So it was great. <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, so you've got uh, Hawk and Dove being added to the fold. Um, you've got just the whole idea of the team coming back together, Dinah and, and, and Barbara and, and Huntress and, uh, and Lady Blackhawk and um, just them coming back as a team and really as a, as a family. I mean, that's, yes. that's, the, that's the real thing there. And uh, it even choked Huntress up or, or she had something in her eye. Um, it was, it I was, had something in my eye. I was happy to see them back together. It was a, it was a great issue. It was a really great start, and uh, so that's uh, Gail Simone and Ed Bennis, and uh, and his artwork. Even it, it just 
it, it flowed a little more. And, okay. uh, you know, like, sometimes his stuff can get very sort of pin-up-y and, um, yeah. and, and that sort of thing. And it didn't feel like that. Like, the, the, the story was moving in this. And, uh, and I feel like it's some of the best work we've seen out of him in a while. And um, so, yeah, I'm really looking, you know, I'm a, as I've said many, many times before, I'm a huge Hawk and Dove fan. I'm glad that they're in this book and not stuck over in Titans. I'm just saying. Here, here. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, Gail's other book, Secret Six. I had a little marathon this week to get caught up. <laughs> oh yeah. Did, did you have? Did you feel really dirty afterwards? What because a I always fan- feel dirty after I read Secret Six. Oh my God, seriously. In a good way. <laughs> well, this this Catman story has been just oh, aces. Twisted. Wow. Absolutely twisted. And wow. Ev- every time you think Ragdoll can't get any more nuts, he meant. <laughs> He does. Oh my god. <laughs> or, 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 you know, and or even beyond nuts, just, just wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so very, very wrong. And, w- and did you think like five years ago that you'd be like, this Catman story is the best thing I've read in quite some time? <laughs> I mean, like Catman, <laughs> dude. Exactly. Last time I saw Catman, it was a page in my Who's Who from 1985. Yeah. And. <laughs> and 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 Deadshot's just been been more and more interesting in that book. It's uh, it's been great. It's been really great. I've really been enjoying it thoroughly. Um, and yeah, and like ba- I say, basically DC. <laughs> if you put Gail Simone's name on the cover, I will buy the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jim Cal- Jim Calafiore Calafiore. Yep, Calafiore. Yeah. yeah, he's been uh, he's been doing great work in that book. Um, it just I you know, Nicole. I I do as well. I do. Um, you know, it, it's it's. It, she, you know she definitely has this this, this uh, to me that like you know that's home for that book right is is, yeah. is with her art but but if you're gonna have a fill-in he's been doing a really good job of it and yeah. uh and i guess that's because she's been busy on other projects so like, obviously yeah. doing some wonder woman stuff and uh and i think that's something that was really important to her to get a chance to do with gail oh yeah for sure so uh so that makes a lot of sense so i wonder if we'll see her back on uh on the six it's just so funny and violent and oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and oh. just it's just when you the think guy, that they're. Go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. I say I know I'm normally the guy who's like, why isn't there more fun in comics? <laughs> and, blah, blah. and what's with all the decapitations and violence and blah blah blah? But honestly, these guys are villains. This is their deal. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, this is a you know a big a big stretch from you know the Adam torturing people and such. But 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 Scott, the difference is is that, that that they do all the decapitations and everything, and they have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, because that's who they are. That's it, who they're always, the always supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, see, exactly. I, I think it's a it's a wicked trick that the Secret Six plays on your head. Is we want to identify with heroic characters when we read our comics for the most mm-hmm. part, and so eventually, Gail has this great writing rhythm where we get the chance to envision these people as being heroic or acting in a heroic manner and then just when we get relaxed enough to go oh you know they're a hero now that's when she pulls the rug out from under us and that's when they you know obliterate a town or something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so or, or you know, one of them like, turns around and stabs the other one in the face exactly <laughs> you know <laughs> just, just because they teeth. pissed them off you know it's like okay <laughs> I love yeah. it and and the burgeoning relationship between uh, Black Alice and uh, and oh. Ragdoll, shudder. 
Just, just disturbing. Run from that, people. Oh. Everything about it is just wrong. Uh, yeah. So, so that's uh, that's Secret Six. Um, hey, last time we forgot to talk about Booster Gold, but now we talked about it a couple of a couple of weeks back. Um, Booster. And um, yeah, you know, uh, Gif Giffen Demetrius on it with uh, Chris Batista art. If you're not reading it, check it out, man. It's the first issue that they of, of the new team was was fantastic, and um, and it, it it's a fun. It seems like it's going to be a fun book, and it's uh, it's going to be a lot of laughs in it, and um, and it's just hey, the the first issue you know, sets us on uh, on Daxum in the midst of uh, of the Great Darkness Saga. Come on, I've heard that. come on, <laughs> right? So so definitely a great book to check out. Um, <laughs> and then on the other side of that, there's the there's the outsiders. Uh. My my big problem with it uh, has been the sudden reversal of of Geoforce. Um, it, it just it it seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, now all of a sudden he's the monarch and everybody it's his way or the highway. And um, um, he's they've they there's a big all this trouble because they've allied them uh, aligned themselves politically with new krypton um which uh, causes an issue and and because the the eradicator is the ambassador to new krypton and it's like wow that happened nowhere um and, you know it just kind of this kind of came out of nowhere in in the outsiders book and uh and so you know the, to me and the story, by the uh, way great choice <laughs> seriously right yeah. oh, come on isn't an ambassador supposed to have like social skills of some sort? Yeah. To you know, yeah. deal with other cultures and such. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're the last guy I would have picked for to be the ambassador for the new Krypton. Yeah, ambassador <laughs> eradicator, please come in. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and, and we'd and like to negotiate peace. There will be no peace. I will eradicate you'll be you. Ta- you'll be talking to Ambassador <laughs> Hitler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's all sorted yeah. out. It, it, it seems it seems yeah it seems not to make a whole lot of sense uh, story wise and and it's just to me that that plot line appeals to people who have been reading the Superman books, and and they're they're getting something where it's like well where did this come from, and it doesn't make a lot of sense and uh, and now that the whole new Krypton thing is 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 done and over with it's like I guess they're going in a different direction but so it, the whole thing has been a big fight between <laughs> is between... that a bold new direction. <laughs> Maybe they'll take maybe it, they'll take a drink. destroy. Maybe they'll, yeah, maybe they'll destroy Paradise Island or something. Um, uh. um, but uh, it's been a big fight between uh, Black Lightning and Geoforce, and uh, it, it, it's it's not interesting. You know, it's it's not the uh, the whole thing with the Outsiders is the idea of that team that has to kind of operate operate outside the law. That's what they kind of started out as, you know. It was it was Batman's sort of, uh, hey, the uh, the Justice League has been hamstrung by the United Nations. We can go in and do stuff and get stuff done. Uh-huh. And um, and then when when it was, you know, revived with the with in Winix run with uh, with Roy, and we'll talk about Roy very briefly in a minute. Um, but with Roy and uh, and Nightwing uh, running things, the idea was that they were going to be proactive. They were going to get out there and stop problems before they happened. And um, this one doesn't really seem feel to me to have that kind of unifying concept of of why are they called outsiders? Is it just because it's a cool name? Because maybe that's not enough. 
Because they're outside most of the time when they fight. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's... They, 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 they don't do a lot of fighting inside of buildings, so if you they, noticed. They, they, they just, their, whole, just, their whole thing now is to reduce property damage and the incidental uh, damage and <laughs> liability insurance and all that stuff. So they're only going to engage in combat outside from now on. Nice, nice. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, speaking of, of Roy... Um, uh, must we? <laughs> nope. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, so Green Arrow, um, it looks like they're making that move back into the Growl era. Uh, something I, I wholeheartedly approve of, but um, can, can we reduce the, the number of amputations in, in the books, really? Um, I'm interested to see this, this, this whole sort of... Um, it, it feels more than a little bit con contrived because it comes down, down to this whole thing where, where when Star City was destroyed, uh, we've now got this forest that suddenly grew up uh, in the midst of it uh, at, at, at the beginning of Brightest Day. And now, you know, half of uh, the destroyed uh, Star City is, is in a forest, you know. Like, Which means like Robin it's Hood. magic. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. I, I like the idea of a vigilante hunter, uh, Green Arrow. I like that. Yeah, and I'm inter I'm interested to see where that where they go with that. What has been really hard for me to read is the um, you know the fall of Green Arrow. I found kind of interesting to read. I like the idea of you know where he's where he basically goes in there and says, "Hey, Prometheus, you uh, you did this. I'm taking you out." Um, and who has jurisdiction in limbo anyway? Well, that's just it. I mean, is there extradition? I don't know. Um, I mean, let's let's ask the specter, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the Roy thing has been tough. You know, so there was the whole thing where not only does he lose his arm, they kill his daughter, and um, and I guess part of it is when I was reading issue two, it was like, oh, they have Cheshire come in, and. Um, <coughs> And she's she she's she hates him and she wants to kill him for um, hurting uh, for for allowing harm to come to their daughter. Okay. Um, and and I guess it's having read this just after I had uh, I had caught up on um, on Secret Six, where of course we saw Cheshire come out because you know it seems that's the kind of the thing people do in the DC universe is they they have kids with Cheshire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because you know she's open for business, so. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I guess it was just because I, I had read that, and it was handled so, and and the way they handled um, Jade as a character was so much more interesting. Um, this doesn't doesn't really feel like the character that I've read in the past, and certainly doesn't feel like the character I read in uh, in Secret Six. Um, so there's a consistency thing there, and maybe it's the subject matter. You know, hey. What two 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 of my biggest fears, you know, losing my kid and losing a limb, and uh, and that's what this book is all about. <laughs> Maybe well, I mean, that's ar part arguably. of it. Okay, let, let's play devil's advocate with this premise, okay? Yeah. Roy is an ex addict. Yes. Okay. Um, less Roy ex these has, days. Yeah, yeah. R Roy has what is, by any normal person's you know, measure of a day, a really, really fantastically earth-shaking, core-shattering day. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Arguably, yes, you think? Inarguably. I, I, I would, with, I without would a think doubt. so. Without a doubt. I would think so. So you would think that his support system would be there for him to keep him from 
going off the deep end, which he does. Mm -hmm. So, but they're all over in the JLA. They're all over in the JLA, (laughs) and and, and GA is doing his revenge thing, not giving a crap about Roy, which we've seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I don't, I don't know how I really feel about the idea of him going back to the, you know, the issues. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm more I'm more concerned about the fact that this makes Roy look like a really weak character now. Exactly, you know. You know, what know I mean? Yeah, and 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 understandably, you know, his his core shaking. I mean, he was a guy who got it all together, and um, and and kind of got it all worked out. And um, his characterization has been all over the place for the last few years, ever since the whole Red Arrow thing started. I mean, so so I guess that's part of it too, is that. That there hasn't been a lot of consistency, so why am I expecting it to be consistent, right? Um, you know, it seems that, that that it's like okay, well, let's pick back up on things that we did with him before. You know, in the '90s, because everything was great then, and um, and so we're back to the he can use anything as a weapon, and um, you know, like Shaft from Youngblood, because anything from the '90s is awesome, and. Um, <laughs> oh, contraire, mon frere. <laughs> So, um, so it's kind of we've we've come back to that. It's like, well, did you know? And and so so I know that some some people who reviewed it were were, were kind of like, well, when did he get this power? And it's like, well, you know, he kind of had this for, from way back then, but we kind of forgot about it because everyone wanted to just put an arrow back in his, you know, bow and arrow back in his in his hands. And yeah, why um, why does he have to choose? Why can't he do both? I don't I don't get that. Yeah. Yeah, and that but, was the thing. But uh, it was, but they, 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 there was an insistence on putting him in the Red Arrow outfit because it kind of, you know, it's like, oh, oh, see, that's something from Kingdom Come. Oh, see, yeah, that's and, true. And what, yeah. what that comes down to is, is well, we wanted um, Alex Ross to do the covers, and he was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if? Um, yeah. I, Look, I, it's Days of Future Past. Oh my yeah. God. And to be fair, I think that might have been as much Brad Meltzer as anything else, but. Um, Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, it, 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 it's it, as I say, his characterization has been kind of all over the place. I think Winnick really handled uh, Roy well uh, when he was dealing with him in Outsiders and over in, in Green Arrow. And yeah. so I think that, that when, uh, when we kind of, you know, he was really kind of the strongest advocate for Roy over the last, you know, 15 years. Um, and so I, so I think in, in losing that, it's, it just seems like, well, what, are we gonna, what do we do with this guy? Well, you know the the red arrow thing, it's it's it is kind of lame, and um, and so why don't we do something different with him? And, and that was when Ollie was dead, wasn't it? No, he wasn't dead. I'm sorry. No, no, he I'm was getting, back. But but I'm the getting idea, my arrows confused. <laughs> but the idea of it was that um, when they invited him to join the uh, the Justice League, he said no. Roy's ready. You know, it was that yeah. idea of that idea of legacy, that idea of passing passing on the torch, and that's and that's great and all, um, but. Except that sets up whoever got the torch past them for a fall. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Inevitably in these yeah. Crazy. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And um, hey, it happens. And, that, and, that's, and that's the inevitable problem they're going to have with the second layer of characters is you have to do something with them. Mm-hmm. You know, Dick, Donna, Wally, that yeah. whole group. You got to do something with them. What do you do with them? And typically it winds up being... <laughs> rape main kill torture mm-hmm. so you know yeah. whatever yeah send them off to another earth where they can be like the justice league <laughs> they can be like they can be like the the you know the main superheroes and then if you ever need them for a story you just go over there and get them and whatever 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, we are gearing up for a uh, JLA-JSA crossover. Um, crazy stuff going on with Alan Scott. Um, there's this, been this whole storyline with, with a darkness engine in, uh, in JSA where, uh, where basically, um, you know, Captain Nazi and his bunch uh, took over. And, Yay, um, Captain Nazi. And, and it's actually been really good. I've been enjoying that, but it's been very Days of Future Past. You know, speaking yeah. of which, right? Uh, but it, but it's been quite good. Um, over in um, um, in X Force, I mean uh, JSA All Stars. Um, <laughs> Magog. Hey, Ma- that's not fair. They draw them with feet over there. Come on. <laughs> uh, Magog is gone. Uh, he's out of the team. Yay! He got the and boot. His, and his book was canceled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shocking that, that one. Yeah, who saw Shocking. that coming? Um, so he's he's out of that team. Um, I'm seeing less and less reason for them to kind of be a separate team. They're doing this this whole mission in limbo. It just seems like it's a line extension that didn't need to happen and isn't yes. making, isn't making a whole exactly lot of sense. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think what they've done is they've kind of split their audience, and and it's that it's probably not for the best. I, I, as I say, the uh, I, I I really had some misgivings about uh, about Willingham's run on uh, on on JSA initially. And it's it's really improving uh, by leaps and bounds, and and this current storyline has been really interesting. Um, but I'm interested to see the when we get to the, uh, you know, it, are we going to lose momentum with this uh, JLA JSA crossover? You know, yet another thing to to pull focus from uh, from the JLA in their own title, right? Yeah. So. Um, well, I, I'm just assuming that after Brightest Day wraps up, we're going to get the satellite JLA back. Oh, so. I, I don't doubt that for a second. Um, uh, first wave. Mm-hmm. Um, first wave. So, so this is kind of kind of bringing uh, <laughs> kind of like an alternate '40s universe. You know, it's it sort of feels like um, like the old pulpy kind of stuff. Um, but they have cell phones. They have you know, it's like it's kind of like some things are the same, some things are different. The idea is that basically Doc Savage much like you know dr manhattan and in, in watchmen uh you know kind of changed the world with the stuff that he can do and uh, so they have some technological advances that of course weren't present in in our world and um he is the man of bronze mm-hmm. thank you so it deals with it deals with uh with doc savage and uh the spirit and um and a batman that is very much much more like the uh uh, the Batman of the early uh, detective issues, you know, like the, from Det- in Detective Twenty Seven, where he had his funny purple gloves and the and carried a gun. Um, I'm I'm a little behind on that one, and I've I've picked up the, uh, I read the first Spirit issue, and that was that was pretty good. The the Doc Savage issue, I I I wasn't really feeling. I I, I really like the way they're doing Doc Savage in First Wave, mm-hmm. and it it doesn't feel consistent with that in the in the Doc Savage book. Um, See, first wave is plenty for me of these well, characters, that's, that, and that's what I think is like what you know. Again, line extensions. You know, it's it's. I understand why, the why reason would you for do doing that. It. Build them up in here, and then do that later. I mean, yeah, I, you know, almighty dollar and all that rot. But, I, know, I understand so. their reasons for wanting to do line extensions because for people who feel like they've got to have everything, now they're buying four books instead of one. I, sure. I get I get that, but it's uh, but honestly that's not going to continue for very long if the if if the the quality isn't there. True. And true, and, true, true. and and to be fair, honestly, sometimes even if the quality's there, it's not going to not going to last that long. And uh, and I say that about the uh, 
the Red Circle characters where the books have actually been decent. The the web book has been really good. That's been the one I've really liked. And and Troutman's done an interesting thing with the with the shield. Um, I, I like reading Eric Troutman writing about um, um, espionage. I really like that. Um, sometimes I feel like the shield character kind of gets in the way of that. Yeah. You know, and uh, and so I haven't enjoyed that one as much. So I, I dropped that a few issues back. Um, but uh, they started the Mighty Crusaders um, uh, this past week. But I but I think I'm I'm you know I'm going to continue reading the web because I think it's an interesting concept and I and I like the the, the story they've been telling there. But I think aside from that, and that's probably going to be done in a few issues. I, you know, I'm pretty much done with the Red Circle stuff. Which is why they needed to be, you know, better integrated through DC proper. Exactly. So. Well, that, that yeah, absolutely, and uh, um, yeah, the web. That way, you wouldn't be done with them. You'd be more intrigued uh, by them. You know? Yeah, I maybe maybe. Uh, you know, give them a chance at least. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is why I'm glad we have Brave and the Bold, and mm -hmm. we need DC Comics Presents back. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, let me say that about, um, uh, you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. did integrate into uh, the DC Universe within the first couple of issues because they crossed over with Magog. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well for him. yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> throw, throw him a bone next time, okay? Because, wow. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So, so um, going on through all this is, also is Brightest Day. Um, and this is a, a bi-weekly series and um, basically focusing on the the characters that came back. So we had characters that came back at the end of Blackest Night. Um, I think some of them, I think this is going to deal with kind of key, you know, a key bunch of them. But like I, I get the feeling that we'll, we'll see the stuff that unfolds with Hawk and Dove over in Birds of Prey. I think that we're going to see what unfolds with Captain Boomerang over in Flash. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and that makes sense to me. Um, the uh, characters that we're dealing with over here, though, there's still plenty. <laughs> you know, oh, so yeah. we're, we're dealing with, uh, with, with John Johns. Um, and I gotta say, I've never been a, never been a big fan, but this has been really, his, his part of it has been quite interesting. Um, and, of, and we're dealing with Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman is rocking my world in and, this book. It, it, seriously. And, um, and, that, and, and we're so also, is Mara still, dear Lord. Yeah. I mean, I figured she would fade back in the background and be the doting wife again, but no, no, mm -hmm. she's kicking ass with Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. So, so they've been very cool, and uh, and the other stuff that we're dealing with over there is uh, Firestorm, um, which they, they need to move forward on that pretty soon because you know we get it, we get it. You know they're stuck yeah. in the same body, and uh, and Jason it has a problem with Ronnie because Jason and Ronnie are anti right now because but. because when when Ronnie wasn't actually Ronnie and was was um, you know this uh, animated zombie corpse, he of course allowed. Uh, his uh, his girlfriend to uh, to die and it's like yes but it, it wasn't him you know you get that right like they've they've pointed out that it wasn't him um, but you still keep going on with that um, and so they're stuck in the same body and hey you know what you can even you guys are sharing a brain maybe you can figure that out um, <laughs> um, but so right now Ray Palmer and uh, Martin Stein are trying to separate the two of them. And so, I, I, you know, we're two issues in. I'm sure we're going to see that move in uh, pretty mm -hmm. quickly. And uh, and Black Manta, wow. Seriously. <laughs> a, a badass in the helmet and out. He's uh, one mother. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that it's been it's been an interesting start. Now a lot of people have been saying, "Well, it doesn't seem very bright to me. It seems kind of dark." And it's it's like you know you know the brightest day doesn't mean that it's going to be all you know sunshine and lollipops. And maybe um, it's talking about the ending, not the beginning of the story. We're two yeah. issues. Yeah, we're two issues in uh, to a twenty-six issue uh, miniseries or maxi series, however you want to call those things these days. It's how many issues? Twenty-six. Dear Lord, yeah, that's a maxi series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, that and because uh, it, instead of being a weekly, it's a biweekly, and mm-hmm. with the alternating uh, week being uh, the generation lost. So, so I, I've I've liked it. I've liked what I've read so far. The art has been stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like Aquaman's costume just looks really cool. Um, and we've got and we've got a live man because he's no longer dead. Um, trying to. Fi- <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on and uh, find out what his role in things are so you know we've had some seeds planted that uh, you know and I think uh, I think one of the things they're gonna gonna need to do it at some point at some point soon is start uh, start moving things forward and uh, and and sort of uh, take us somewhere with it because right now we're kind of in a holding pattern it's uh, um, uh, John Johns has been finding out things about his origin that he didn't previously know um, Aquaman, there's the whole sort of his his you know where he's sort of dealing with his dark with his own dark side, and not dark side, his own dark <laughs> Thank side. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. And um, and, and so by yeah, the way, Atlanteans bulletproof. I did not know that before now. So, thank you. It's it's the water pressure, right? You know, they're stuck. I, I would assume it's the water pressure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was that whole idea? That's why he was so strong because. Uh, you know, he had to deal with living at the bottom of the ocean, where the where the pressure is tremendous. And yeah, I so, wouldn't be surprised if they don't take this opportunity to make Aquaman a uh, a complete badass now. So, mm-hmm. well, um, and uh, we were talking about this a little bit the other day. Is that they uh, the Warner Brothers uh, CEO did his uh, presentation last week, and um, one of the things he was talking about was uh, timing for some movies. Um, so the Flash movie, it's looking pretty close to being greenlit. Um, of course, there's the next, uh, the next Christopher Nolan uh, uh, Batman movie. Uh, there's also a Superman movie on the slate. And uh, other properties they talked about were Wonder Woman, and Aquaman was one of the other properties. Woohoo! Yeah, because of course we're, we're going to be seeing uh, Green Lantern in the next little while, in the next year, and uh, and Jonah Hex out what later this month, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, the, so there you go. So, lots of stuff going on in the DCU. Um, I, I, I really feel, as I say, uh, you know, and, and and I feel like this has been the most negative of all of the the state of the DCUs. And, um, but it's because we're talking about a lot of titles that are sitting in holding patterns. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they're looking to to sort of do some major pushes forward. So I think that when we come when we revisit this in 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 the next quarter, it's it, we're gonna we're gonna have very different things to say about it. Um, you know, hope, hopefully the hopefully all good things. You know, hopefully uh, mm-hmm. these these high profile relaunches. You know, Morrison coming back to Batman. Uh, hell, Batman coming back to Batman. Um, <laughs> Superman coming back to Superman and JMS taking that on. Um, you know that that that's some some big stuff going on, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they can just get it together with Justice League too. Man. Yeah, that, that's okay. Wish list. My wish list is the satellite JLA back. Yep. That that's that's top top mm-hmm. of the list. Uh, now that we have everybody but Ralph on the table, 
Come yeah, on. Exactly. Exactly. One more resurrection will not kill you. Um, <laughs> or me, for that matter. Uh, <laughs> I think that, and, and Titans. Just take Titans away for a while, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I love Titans. Don't get me wrong. I just, it, they need a break. They, do you remember the kids the... need to go to college or, or high school and learn some stuff. Yep. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the last time that they uh, gave the Titans a break? Wasn't it after, um, well, the last time or the the first good time? The real I... the real time was was you know the real time I think of was uh, was basically when the original Teen Titans book ended with yeah, issue fifty three, and then we had a couple of years where there were no Teen Titans, and you know what they came out with? They came out with new Teen Titans. New Teen Titans, and, and, and it, it was rocked exactly because sometimes you need to just let something sit for a while so that people are excited about it again. Yeah, and which you, is if, what they did with Legion. And look, exactly. Legion is rocking our worlds, people. Come on, come exactly. on. Exactly. It's it's, it's not like if you want to if you want to do this Silver Agey th- kind of thing, you you have go to guys who are the you know the sort of kid equivalent of Justice Leaguers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can do that. You can go go for Young Justice. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You know. Well, and they've got that Young Justice cartoon coming out, right? Yeah, so 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 to, to me, to me now is a good time to yeah to to do some young justice and that, you know, if you want your Titans fill, that's where you get it, and and then come you know then basically hey get your your big high profile launch of, of of the Titans, put a put a killer creative team on it, get the right characters in there, you know, Kid Devil, come on, come on. Well, I I didn't mind Kid Devil as come a character. On. He's I, a comedic I'm, sidekick. He's a comedic foil. He's no no one. I, I, I know, I know. But they they tried to do something different with him at least, and and I'm always applauding them for trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I, I I got tired of. And Ravager is she evil? She's good. She's evil. Uh, she's good. And make up your freaking mind about the Slade Wilson kids, please, for the love <laughs> of God. No, yeah, Jericho like, as well. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I got an idea and, for I got an idea for a story. Let's 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 take out Paradise Island, uh, and and we'll make Jericho yeah. evil. Uh, no way, he's good. We'll go hunting no hunting for all the Titans who are missing now because of course they have to go underground. Oh yeah, yeah we've been here before. You know, yeah. Titans needs a rest. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. just does. It needs a rest so we can be excited about it again. I don't even look at Titans in the comic store anymore. Yeah. And that is sad because I love the Titans. Yeah, wow. I, I'm with you. Hang on. Titans should not have. Okay. No, we're Hang good. On. We're good. No, we're good. We're okay. Good. T- Titans should not have Deathstroke as a main character. Ugh. Yeah. It's not a villain book. Deathstroke should should be in the Secret Society of Supervillains. Bring that back. It's mm-hmm. been dead. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, Bane and uh, and Deathstroke get down into it. Hmm. I'd, I'd kind of like to see that. I'd kind of like to see him, you know, try and come in and take over the six because, you know, he's the, he's the guy who uh, runs supervillain oh. teams and, and uh, have Bane lay the smack down on him. I'd like to see that. Yeah. yeah that, that won't go over well at all. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, still some great stuff coming out. Like we talked about, um, you know, the, the Green Lantern books are are. are are, are still solid the uh the, the core book you know the green lantern core with tony bedard and uh, i think that's only going to help rebels and hey you've already got starfire over there why not uh, why not give him cyborg as well there you go well he's no. not cosmic he, I, he's i'm not kidding cosmic. i'm kidding oh no. oh god 
Cyborg needs <laughs> a rest. It's That's true. Crazy. It's true. I'm, and... I'm tired of Cyborg. Like back in, back in in his day, he was kind of cool because he was like oh half robot half man. All right, that's that kind of thing was you know pretty uh, newish. Yeah. At that point. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it's just like okay, so you're you think part it's robot. just done. Isn't everybody's part robot now? I mean, geez. Mm-hmm. Speedy's got a robot arm, doesn't he? Wow. Yes. And now mm-hmm. he's Speedy again. So. No, he's ar- well, he is Speedy, but he's, he's arsenal. Yeah. yeah. Heroiny. <laughs> he's smacky. <laughs> Oh. Smacky the boy wonder. <laughs> kids, kids, don't do smack now. It's bad. It, you get your arm ripped off, okay? So don't oh do it. God. Don't smacky do the boy wonder. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and then you get your arm pulled off, and you can't you can't push the juice anymore because you can't you, like, you can't use you, the you know, is there an Oompa Loompa song in that? <laughs> I think there is. <laughs> All right. So, and there you have it, folks. That is the current state of the DCU. Well, we forgot about one book. Oh, what do we forget? Number three. Legion? Hello? Well, we've spent like the last two weeks talking about Legion. I think people are fairly clear on where we stand. I don't think we've done it enough. Do you? Uh, It's been awesome. I think think it's... Well, due due to the uh, quantum irregularities of time travel, we (laughs) don't remember reading Adventure 12 that came out last week. So, uh, Oh, that's true. We don't. Hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll remember it. I'm betting it was awesome. Yes. And we'll have to remind ourselves to tell our past selves to tell the story in a future episode. Indeed. Wow, something is afoot at the Circle K. Look at Indeed. that. We interrupt this State of the DCU episode to bring you something a little special. Over the weekend, Scott and I had an opportunity to sit down with Barry Kitson at the Toronto Fan Appreciation event, and we got a chance to discuss a little bit about his run on The Legion with Mark Wade, his work on L-E-G-I-O-N before that, and even before that, his job drawing the annual number four of the Baxter run uh, with writer Paul Levitz. And without further ado, here's Barry. All right, so this is Paul and Scott, and we're here with Barry Kitson. How are you today, Barry? I'm fine, thank you very much. Enjoying my time in Canada. Perfect, perfect. So, is this your first time here? Yes, it is, yeah. There we go. We caught him on his first trip. There we go. Oh, my. (laughs) So, Barry, you've got a a long history with the Legion when uh, when you look at it. Uh, Were you aware of them before you started, before you drew your first Legion story? Oh, yeah. I'm at um, my two favorite DC series from when I was a kid was, was Legion and Doom Patrol. So uh, <laughs> you just you just you just made Scott so happy. My, my pleasure. Well, they, they were the best too. Fantastic. <laughs> Your first Legion book was the annual, and then of course you did L E G I O N for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about that experience? Oh, was, yeah, I mean, probably as good an experience as you can get in comics. Um, I mean, the great thing with with Legion L E G I O N was um, that. Uh, you know, it was a standalone series, but it had a really great following as far as the readers go. And it, you know, I felt like I virtually knew everybody reading the book. Um, but because it was standalone, I had so much freedom to do, or we had so much freedom to do whatever we wanted, you know. Um, yeah, it was just great. I, I can't, can't say one negative thing about the whole experience, really. Yeah, yeah. It was just amazing. Um, getting the first Legion Annual to do was... Uh, Probably should have been more daunting than I real than it than it was for me. I mean, I, I just thought, oh great, you know, I'm getting to draw these characters that I always loved. Um, I had no idea at the time that 
Paul Levitz was actually editor-in-chief of DC at the time. When I got the script, you know, I just rang him up and just said, oh, hi, Paul, I'm Barry, I'm going to be drawing you. So, and then when I told other people at DC that I, and Paul was great, you know, he was really nice. But um, when I told other people I'd done that, they were like, you don't ring Paul. Uh, but uh, no, he was great. Uh, it was, um, and when I sent my first pages in, because I hadn't been drawing for very long then either. Uh, Dick Giordano was, um, he was editor-in-chief, forward publisher. Um, Dick sent me a few little drawings back saying, you might like to have drawn this like this, and you might like to have tried that. So, you know, that, that was a great help, and it's really positive. I mean, I, I look back on the pages now, and I squirm, uh, uh -huh. but, uh, you know, at the time, it's just That's amazing. Though, isn't it? Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, you, you went on to, to rejoin the Legion with, with Mark Wade. Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, I mean, basically, um, Mark asked me if I'd be interested in doing it. And we were told at the time that, you know, our Legion would be the Legion. Right. Um, and so we could uh, structure it however we wanted. And we had this grand scheme of how... You know, everything was going to make sense and it was all going to work together. Uh, but, you know, within a few months of... Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, basically, we had... we had. Um, I remember it was three or four years worth of stories worked out that were, you know, the whole... Uh, there was lots of stuff we dropped in early on that the Legion was actually inspired by the comics from... You know, which we never really got to do because kind of halfway through... We got Supergirl, which we were told was going to be, you know, she's your character, you do with her what, and then they did the series when, you know, suddenly there were two Supergirls and things just, yeah, yeah, uh, and in the end it was just getting completely, uh, you know, impossible to do what we'd originally intended to do, and so we were having to try and rethink everything on the hop. Uh, well, I don't even think it was, ed it wasn't even editorial really, it was higher than that, it was like company... It was like, right. <laughs> well, it was it was like you know not, the the um, the original premise was going to be there would be no legion other than our legion, but within a couple of months, you know they were characters were popping up all over the place, and you know, say we just had to keep rethinking on the hop, which was yeah yeah. Um, so I mean that. I mean, it was, it was still great fun to work on. I mean, I loved it. And redesigning the characters and everything was brilliant. But That's what I was just going to ask about, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was superb. I really enjoyed it. Um, the frustration was not quite being able to do what we intended to do. Um, which was why, sort of, ultimately we, we left. Because it was just becoming more and more obvious that the journey we'd started on wasn't going to be the one we were going to end. Um, so, but I'm, I'm nothing but positive from it. Um, I loved interacting with all the, the uh, readers um, on the, the web and stuff, and everybody's really positive. Um, Up until now, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, until I met you, yeah. Yeah, uh, easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's incredible. And, and if the opportunity came to, to, to go back to them someday, you know, I'd, I would love to. Um, I kind of... Yes. Well, well, thank you. Well, but, uh, you heard it. <laughs> but you know, I kind of when when we did move on, I kind of you know, I, I decided we would you know I would anyway take a low profile as far as the web and everything goes because the last thing you know the new guys working on it want is uh, 
you know, yeah, the ghost from Christmas past sort of sitting around going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I still, yeah, I still follow the book. And, yeah, uh, try and encourage the guys who are on it now. Personally, as whenever I can. Have you read Rebels? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I say I say yes. I started following it, but I I haven't been keeping up with my reading. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I read the first couple of issues. I thought they looked really great. Um, I they're one of the stacks I have at home mm -hmm. that you know I need to work through, um, but haven't done yet. It's nice to see Real Docs is in good hands. Yeah, I mean, I when I'm you know I won't you know, I won't say I wasn't scared when I heard they were bringing them back right. because you know it's like yeah because they're like you know my babies instead yeah. um but i mean certainly uh, i think i read the first i think it was like the first six issues um and i was thoroughly enjoying it you know i thought the artwork was great um, yeah. now of yeah. course we know you mostly for the art on legion but you also wrote the book for a while was that the first book that you wrote um i i'd written stuff um, in england but it uh, it was the first um U.S. stuff. Oh, okay. I've always kind of worked with whichever artist I'm working with, um, with story input, uh, which is why, you know, if you ever look at anything Mark and I have ever done, it always says storytellers, Mark and Mark, it doesn't split the stuff up. And I generally do that with every writer I work with. Um, I, I ended up doing the whole thing on Legion just because Alan was moving on. Right. And we started looking around for somebody else to write it and the editor and Alan and Keith all just said, well, why don't you do it? You've been putting enough into it. Um, so, so I did, and you know, I quite enjoyed it, but I, I, I do like working with somebody else, which is why Mark came on originally as dialogue. Um, I was doing the plot and he was dialoguing. And, you know, we got on fine. And so then we started just doing the whole batting backwards and forth thing. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, um, and that's a lot of the fun for me when I, I do stuff. I'm, I'm quite happy working with a full script, but it's not quite the same as, you know, being able to, to work stuff out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, with Mark, the way it would usually work was Mark would come up with the initial plot, and then I'd throw ideas in, and then because Mark. Uh, is the kind of guy he is, which is, you know, the fun thing about him. He would yeah. think, hmm, uh, yeah, well, okay, well, Barry's idea was better than mine. I'll come up with a third idea, which is better than... <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 so... Now, earlier you mentioned that it was a pleasure to design the new costumes of the Legion. Uh, what was your mindset in designing those? Uh, well, I wanted... To, basically, uh, there, was, there were two... I wanted to make the costumes look uh, more contemporary or more futuristic, but I also wanted to do as much kind of honor as I could to the past Legion. Right. So I was, there were, there were only one or two that I really felt like I kind of just threw away the original ones. I'm Starboy, uh, which is one I was really pleased with, but that one, I, you know, I didn't do that one. I felt that was kind of pretty far removed from anything anybody had done right. before. Yeah. Um, but most of them, like I, I, Tried to take elements of the Dave Cockrum mm -hmm. costumes in particular yeah. and put yeah. them in. Uh, I noticed a distinct lack of bell bottoms. Was that intentional? Uh, Phantom Girl had them. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You need to pay more attention, so my young man. 
I know you're uh, very busy, Barry. So thank you very much. For oh, it's your been time a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now Barry's lineup was actually quite busy. And uh, there was a guy named Larry, and we do need to thank Larry for letting us uh, do the interview while he was getting books signed and a sketch done, and it was very cool of him. And so, this, uh, as Barry said, this interview comes to us courtesy of Larry. But while we were waiting in line to get our book signed, because we, Scott and I each had a book to get signed, uh, we found that he had more to say. And uh, the first thing he had to say was a little something about Brainiac 5 and Supergirl. Valerie, I hope you're listening. And we're back because mainly because we don't want Valerie to flay us alive, so we want to make sure that we get uh, some talk about Brainiac Five and Supergirl. Well, that was, I was going to say it was uh, in Mark and I's original big plan, um, because at the time we started doing Legion, we were told that there was going to be no more time travel in the DTU. Um, I think they're over that now. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, but but at the time we were doing it, and so when. Supergirl came into Legion, we were, Brainiac was going to be trying to take us back, but what we were going to do was say that you could go forward in time, but you could never go back, so every time he tried to take it back, where he ended up was another reality with one of the former versions of the Legions, and so they could come forward to ours, but nobody could ever go back, so it was like, you know, every story we told could be a story because we did have Dawnstar in our series as well, but I had to draw her out because they then put her in something else. But so, so we had this grand plan where we could utilize other stories and we could say that there were no imaginary Legion stories, they all happened because, because of Brainiac trying to get Supergirl back where she came from. But that, that was just part of the master plan that we couldn't do. Never happened. That it's is the sound of. Worshippers crying. <laughs> no time travel. That's just crazy and something no Legion fan ever wants to hear. Now, that, that wasn't the last thing that Barry had to say. He also had this to say about the Three Boot Legion's headquarters and why it looked the way it was and why all those kids were standing outside. The whole thing with the Legion HQ in that and the look of it and everything, it was actually a prison. And... What, what had happened was uh, Cosmic Voice, Satin Girl, and Lightning Lad had originally come to Earth, which didn't have individuals, as you know, because society was really uniform and standard. And when they'd come to Earth, they, um, trying to cut this fairly short, had an adventure in which they saved people, but for which they were thrown in to the prison. And then the whole reason for all the kids being outside was they all sort of uh, basically protesting around the prison. Right. And so all, you know, all the kids from on Earth were just saying, you know, we're going to go there, we're going to be part of this. That's why it was, that's what, that was why the whole thing was like, everybody is a legionnaire, everybody who comes here is a legionnaire because, you know, they came there and basically the legion then took over the prison and that became their headquarters. And that, that was another story that, you know, we never ever got to tell. There are a couple of conversations. I think um, I think Microlad and another character have a conversation in which it's touched upon. Um, but you know that was another story that was all part of the big thing that we never got to tell. 
I'll probably think about a dozen other things as, as, as we go along. It's my pleasure. <laughs> and so we thank Barry Kitson for taking the time to sit down and have an interview with us. And we also thank Chad and Nikki, who were at his table, uh, who basically were having the conversation with us that spurred uh, Barry on to, uh, to get into these other conversations about some of the things that we hadn't talked about in the interview. So thanks to all of them. And now back to your show, Already in Progress. Right before we finish off, ooh, I, like I hate when he does this. Yeah, I knew you would. I knew you would. I really hate when you do this. All right, anyway, go on. Let's <laughs> just head into the uh, into the substitute podcaster's mailbag. Oh no, we have a mailbag. Well, it's an inbox in oh, on, okay. on an email account, so that's not, more believable. Not quite the same. Okay. Um, it's all right. actually a first, but. <clears throat> It's a man purse. It's, Yay. It's a merce. Yeah. Um, it is Stump the Subs time. Yay. Stump me. Stump and, me, baby. And today, our, our, our friend from the Legion Abstract at legionabstract.blogspot.com, Matthew Elmsley, is going to stump you. I'm not drunk enough. Okay. <laughs> Question one. Yes, sir. Counting all Legionnaires and all major continuities, and that, that would be original, post-crisis, Glorith first, retro boot, reboot, three boot, animated, what other superhero groups or supervillain groups have also had Legionnaires as members? So he says, note, if a character was a Legionnaire in one continuity and a member of, say, the Zoo Crew, but not the Legion in another continuity, that still counts. He says it's it's uh, it's entirely possible I missed some, but this has got to be most of them. I count seventeen or eighteen, and some are easy. So if you can if you can get fifteen, call it a win. Okay, if I can get fifteen, call it a win, uh, right? Yeah. Wow. Um. Okay. Well. Ah, my brain just. Fried. I'm not sure I even understand the question. So what, I, what other me, teams? Rephrase it. Yeah. What if other teams have had a Legionnaire as a member? All right. If, if a legionnaire is, is has not been a part of um, the legion for some time, and has been a part of another team, correct? Even that doesn't that part of it doesn't matter. It's just basically any legionnaire that has been a member of another team. So what okay. any team that has had that has counted a legionnaire among its members, and we know that there are some famous legionnaires. Okay. That's true. There are. Um, let's go with Supergirl mm -hmm. and Superboy. We'll get them off the table right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Monel recently. Okay, but well, um, what? It's the teams that are the. Oh, the uh, teams are important. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. So just tell me the teams and. Young and, Justice for Superboy. Yeah. That's an easy win. And Titans for him. Yeah. Um. Supergirl, Titans again. Yeah. This so, recent Justice so League Titans thing. Is, yeah. You know. Titans counts you know. as one. Doesn't matter how many of them were in it. Oh. Oh. Okay. It's, the, it's teams. the teams. Oh, yes. sorry. Sorry. It's okay. If um, we have Titans. Titans Justice, Justice League. Yeah, Justice League, and you said Young Justice. Young Justice. Yeah. Um, Legion of Substitute Heroes. Nice, yeah. Nice try there. Um, the Amazers. Yeah. L-E-G-I-O-N. Yeah, L-E-G-I-O-N. Yeah. Thank you, Scotty. Let's see here. Wow, that this is a hard question now that you think about it. I mean, the the, the first ones are easy, and then you go, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I thought it was Legionnaires that mattered, not the not the team names. Um, wow. Was one of them in the Heroes uh, of at some point? The Heroes of what? Heroes of Lalor? Yep. He says that one's debatable, but it's on his list, so it counts. Yeah. <laughs> which, which one? Flaterweb. Oh, Flaterweb. <laughs> which I think is why it's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> very debatable. <laughs> he was around for, what, three minutes? Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Let's see here. Um, um, JSA. JSA, really? You think? Oh, that's right. Tom Keller. Yep. You're totally right. I, he didn't. I don't think he has that one on his list. Oh, that's neat. Uh, oh no, yeah, he's got it. I stand corrected. Uh, he, of course, he's got bastard, it. Bastard, bastard. <laughs> Almost reverse stumped him there. <laughs> reverse stumping, sir. If we get a reverse stumping, it's an automatic win for us. Okay. That's right. New rule. <laughs> um, All right. How many is that so far? That's eight. Eight. Okay. Um, fatal five. Mm. I, I'm questioning Ooh. it because of, because a sensor girl. Um, was kind of sort of tried to be recruited by the Empress at the last minute. Um, I don't know if that's if he's going to count that one or not. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, the uh, Legion of Supervillains. Yes. Yeah. Nemesis Kid was on there, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, he was. Yes, he was. Good old Nemesis Kid. <laughs> Uh, super pets don't count, um, although Prody should. But yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, wow, I, I'm I'm getting. St- oh, are we counting Legion of Substitute Heroes? Um, it, you, you variant already said one it. and variant two, or just the word. Nah, he just he just put it down there once, so I think that's that pretty much covers that's it. Once, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm just trying to cover <laughs> all my bases because <laughs> I need bases covered. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I could be stuck here. So I'm I'm trying to think, and I I can't think of anything that's like coming to my to my mind about Legionnaires being in. More teams. Well, hold on, Rebels. Mm. I mean, L-E-G-I-O-N. Wasn't FaZe around in R-E-B-E-L-S as well, or is that the same team? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember if she was still around in it. I don't think that she was. I think she oh, had been sent back, hadn't she? All right. Well, then, well, then I'm done. Because Rebels, so. Rebels happened after Zero Hour. and. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. I was going right. to the same team anyway, just with a different name. Yeah, probably. All right, go go ahead and hit them. Okay, so me. you got you That's got nine bad. of them. You um so you got Justice League, you got Teen Titans, you got Young Justice. You didn't get Superboy and the Ravers. Oh, the Ravers. You got Legion of Substitute Heroes. You got L E G I O N. Uh, you got Justice Society. You got the Legion of Supervillains. You didn't get Macaulay's Workforce. Oh, the Workforce. Uh, workforce. You you got the Amazers. Um, you didn't get the Oversight Watch. Which was with Monel, uh, the the League of Super Assassins. Oh, block! Yeah, oh, damn it! Yeah. Ah, <laughs> that's a good one. Turning okay. to more recent stuff, uh, Justice League Earth. 
of right. course, Spider Girl, Storm Boy, and Earth Man. Um, the Wanderers. Yeah, I was going to say the Wanderers. The whole team got rechristened the Wanderers. So. Yeah, the reboot. That was the, yeah, so three boot Wanderers. Oh, see, yeah. that's how you found yeah, the three boot. Um, you got Heroes of Lalor. Um, you didn't get Lightspeed Vanguard. Wow. Yeah. That's true, and I wouldn't. No, exactly. So. <laughs> um, more recently, uh, Giselle uh, was a part of the United Planets Young Heroes. Oh, please. For what? Four minutes? <laughs> hey, it still counts. Oh, was um, she actually a legionnaire? Yeah. Yeah. She joins up. Did she join In up later? 47, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the whole uh, thing uh, that uh, Shooter and Francis did. Um, yeah, I, I just thought that they were trying to recruit her and she wasn't interested. No, she was in. She ended well, up in. That's that's how it started, and then yeah. she said, "Oh, I think I will join the Legion." Mm. Right. So. Um, and Cosmic Boy was in the Knights Tempest. Okay. Seriously, I don't know. Uh, and uh, okay. he <clears throat> he wasn't counting the Legion Academy as a superhero group, nor nor were we. <clears throat> okay, so question two. Mm-hmm. He's listed a, a number of. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Of creators, <clears throat> and um, uh, basically, the following well-known comic book creators all had a hand in the creation of exactly one Legionnaire each. He, he considers anyone who's who's written or penciled a Legionnaire's first appearance to be a co-creator. Although you can be a co-creator without doing that, but that's what he's going for. Um, yeah. Name the Legionnaires co-created by E. Nelson Bridwell, Joe Staten, Roger Stern, Scott Collins. Jerry Ordway and Carl Kessel. Wow. <laughs> That's a little Crap. Yeah, man. He says if you get half of them, that counts as not being stumped on this question. Wow. <clears throat> <laughs> Matthew thinks I, I, I don't drink when we do these, doesn't he? <laughs> Matthew, I'm, I'm half in the bag. Come on, man. Wow. Uh, so so I I, I isolate wow. them. So so it could have been ju- they could have just been the artist on that uh, on that issue. Um, so, so like give Joe me S- the first one again. So E Nelson Bridwell. E Nelson Bridwell. Oh, wasn't he in the action run? Mm-hmm. Thinking, thinking, thinking. If he was in the action run, then. Um, Crud. Who joined in the action run? Um, Doesn't mean that the character necessarily joined at that joined. time. They, they, they just were, they debuted at that point, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's true of a couple of these characters. So okay. is, is that when they were created, that does not mean that they were part of the Legion then. Okay. Um, let's go with Block. Nope. That's, that's wrong, I know. Yeah. So. so so let's let's go with B. Joe let's go with the next one. Joe Staten. Which character did he pencil? Joe Staten, I think, was I wanna say Tyrock. But but Tyrock could have been Grell, so So There's a long pause there. Yeah. <laughs> e Nelson Bridwell, it was the White Witch. Uh, okay. 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 So Joe Staten was co-creator of what Legionnaire? So you got to think of when he was drawing the book. 
Well, I thought Joe was. Mm. I'm, I'm Quizlet. No, stop. <laughs> Just stop that. Stop that crazy talk right now. Mm. Uh, Quizlet drew himself and all of his issues. Um, oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's in Interlac at the bottom of the his first appearance. Promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's in a strange dialect of Interlac that only Darren understands. Indeed, and only I can see apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, ah, Joe Staten. I, I, I'm I'm probably screwing up the era that he he's doing in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> thank you, Paul. <laughs> Uh, um, Starboy. No. Wow. No. It's no. Block. Oh, sorry, ah! just, Scott, call, Scott got it. Is it Block? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Aha. Genius. He Genius. did that first. Uh, so there you go. That that one the, saved. The so that's one. of uh, Super Assassins. Yeah. Okay, we got one. All right. One, one out of six? Yeah. Uh, Roger Stern. I wouldn't have known this. Ah, perfect. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know when Quizlet appeared for the first time. And he um, drew and, and wrote himself. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> Quizlet, drawn by Quizlet, dialogue by Quizlet. Um, <laughs> whoopie doopie doop. Um, Roger Stern. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, like this is deep into the into the reboot. So, in the reboot. Yeah. Like the, the Archies. Yeah. Like cat's paw. <laughs> got it. I had forgotten about cat's paw. Um, no, the answer. Really? The the answer is Magno. Ugh. Oh, Darn it. Scott. Darn it. Scott Collins. Scott Collins. Yeah. I, I guess he was Scott the artist. Collins. He was the artist on that issue. Are we still in Archie Land? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott Dragon Collins. Mage. Dragon Mage. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Sh- Shikari there. No. I want to say Shakira now. <laughs> it's Shikari. It was Gear. 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 Oh. Jerry Ordway. Wait, how oh. many left? Two? So no. you need you need to think of Jerry Ordway. Yeah, I'm thinking who who's an Earth Two Legionnaire. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> hey, he didn't only do Earth Two stuff. He did he did a couple other books. Yeah, Power of Shazam. <laughs> um, oh. 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 <laughs> Shazam! Is that Thunder? Thunder is correct. Woo-hoo! Yay! Okay, so that's two. Now here's 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 your chance for your third one. This is your, your final is chance on this one. Yes, yeah, seriously. I'm Carl sweating. Kessel. Carl Kessel. Okay. Carl Kessel, who I know from Excess. Which which answer are you guys going with? Hold on, oh. did, I didn't hear Scott's answer. What was it? I said Superboy. Superboy? Ooh. The, the yeah, that's Superboy. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Scott's. So it's fine. Superboy and the Ravers, Superboy. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I figured Scotty would know it. I, I remember seeing Carl doing like some flash work. 
So I was I was thinking it's excess. Well, he used to ink. Well, he used to ink everything. That's the thing that I know him doing with Superboy. Yeah, because oh, he and Tom Grummet did that. That they they uh, yeah. they created that the the clone Superboy. So ah, back in his jacket days. It yeah, was Tom, I, I Tom, remember Tom Grummet on art, and it was it was Kessel writing it because Kessel, you one thing you were guaranteed with if if Kessel wrote a book, it was fun. Mm-hmm. True, he got the idea of fun. Um, yeah. Okay, didn't he didn't he do Amazing Man too? No, that was um, amazing. I'm confusing. Yeah, I'm confusing people. Never That's, mind. What's it, De Stefano? Yeah, yeah. De Stefano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, here's a list of characters from various Legion continuities. They have one thing in common. Okay. Gerald, Rax, Bobby Trixt, Kick, spelled Q-Y-K, and Kynar. That no one can spell their names without looking it up. Um, <laughs> that's my Paul Lynn. Uh, well, I've, I've got two options here. Is what yeah, I'm I'll thinking take in my head. People who have never been into my kitchen, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take people who don't tip. Um, one, one thought is that they are parents of legionnaires, and the other thought is that they are from another dimension. Uh, I'm going to go with Parents of Legionnaires. What they have in common is that they all dated Phantom Girl. Wow. Gerald is from... um, Phantom Girl, you slut! From Legion, uh, so volume five, number four in the Phantom Girl backup story. Uh Rax and Bobby Trixt were mentioned in in Legion of Superheroes in the 31st century, issue number seven. Which was the new Themyscira issue, mm-hmm. and in which they took a bold new direction and destroyed uh, Paradise <laughs> Take Island. A drink. And, Take yeah. a drink. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, of course. And Kick and Ki- and Kynar are from Secret Origins number forty-two, which was the Phantom Girl origin. Uh-huh. So there you I go. I have that issue kicking around here somewhere. So, I love that so cover. You saved yourself from stumpage. From a Matthew. Wow, I'm going to celebrate this one, Matthew. Seriously, those were hard questions they were thank you scotty i couldn't have done it without you baby when when uh when when he when he sent me these uh the other week i I replied back to him almost immediately saying like these are like michael uh michael grabois uh level questions uh you know (laughs) from the omnicom and um just absolutely amazing questions so thank you so much matthew those are very good questions yeah Yeah. you're here so so anyone out there with any easier questions about the Legion? <laughs> <laughs> we're all oh we're all for that. Yeah. Yeah, we're all for go. that. There you go. Give, give the drunk guys a break at the bar. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, so, I, I'm kidding, Matthew. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, those were those were awesome questions. That's it, that's what that's what trivia is all about. Is 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 stretching your your brain. And we out. learn something new every day. I I, I don't. I, you know, those are questions I like to hold on to as well. And and try, and you know that that'd be something. Yeah. You know, if we could ever get Mark Wade on, it would be it'd be great to try and stump him with that. Oh, oh. he probably already knows. He probably edited that Phantom Girl Secret Origin. Book. Oh, oh no, oh no, he did actually. Yeah. Uh, um, see, there you go. Secret so Origins was Secret Origins was not surprisingly uh, one of his books. I mean, yeah. So, anyway, but uh, but yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Matthew, you may be receiving a call at some point if we ever get that kind of inter- that that interview booked. 
um, you know, guaranteed you'll be getting a call to to help us with that because we'll, we'll need the help. Um, Yay! Thanks right. for helping. So thank you for listening today, and or or even if you listen to it over a couple of days, thank you for listening. <laughs> yes, comments here, as here. thank all, you to all of our all of our peeps seriously, out there. Seriously, seriously, we love you guys and girls. Exactly, eighty-seven, eighty-seven and episodes. Caleb. Yes. <laughs> 87 episodes. Wow, we're yeah. going to have to plan to do something really cool for the 100, aren't we, Polly? Exactly. Exactly. Nah. I think we'll <laughs> renumber it with a new number one. Because <laughs> people feel alienated by large uh, large numbers. Yeah. Hologram cover. There you go. <laughs> we'll, Prismatic we'll, even. We'll die cut. We'll die cut. All right. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can head over to the forum at forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com and join in the conversation there. You can follow us on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. You can also find us on the Facebook, and that is Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Search for it. Who else do you think is going to use that name? Nobody. That's who. Um, so you can join <laughs> us over there. Um, we uh, also have our website which is legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com and you can post comments to the individual episode threads there and uh, hey we actually got um, um, linked by a, um, a, a site I think it's in Mexico um, that uh, aye, aye, aye. They, they relink us every now and then and, um, wow. and, and uh, so that's kind of cool sort of a, a little more international reach and we love that uh, but, uh, but either way, if you're listening to us, we would love to hear from you because that is uh, a big part of, uh, of why we do what we do, partly because we love doing it, but also it's really cool when we hear, when we hear from you folks. So, so Very by, true. by all Very means, true. Uh, you know, come on by, say hi. We don't bite. Or, or hola, as the case may be. Indeed. Hola. Indeed. All right. And with that, we head back into the time bubble and we make our way back to the 21st century and we will see you all next week. Woo! <laughs>